And my name is Katie Smith. Hello, everybody. Thank you for having me. Well, we love Dar Darius. He is our sunshine here in the office. He is always smiling, always participating. Um, we're just really glad to have you here at Avalon. You're still kind of a little new. Yeah, so. thank you. I'm glad to be here. Uh, six months, I believe, or it will be six months, something like that. Well, it's been, I'm not going to be cliche, it's been great. I've enjoyed it. Um, yeah, but we ride the wave, we ride it out. That's why we love Darius. <laughs> <laughs> so well, I want to ask you, um, what brought you to this work? Like, What brought you to Avalon and, and the work that you're doing here? So I had originally heard about the work that Avalon was doing with the uh, Saki kits and the, I believe it was 300 project at the time. And I was like, wow, that's dope. I would really want to be a part of that with um, my background in advocacy and, you know, speaking up for survivors and, and people in general. And so um, I did my research and actually found out that a position was open with Sharon. And um, now I'm here at Avalon, and I'm happy to be a part of the work. That's what was great, because when I started, it was like no one was like, I had no one that had any community in real life. Nothing even connected in New Orleans kind of places. True. And so here they have, is it four men? Mm -hmm. Yes. We have the best men, the best. <laughs> <laughs> You're very welcome. <laughs> so this is this is um, so I know Darius personally, so I'm just gonna try to not ask questions that I'm not interested, but give you all answers to questions that you wonder. <laughs> so this is some very challenging work. What motivates you to to stay in this work, to do this work, to have even come to this work? The biggest motivator for me is knowing that the little bit that I can do helps to change a person's life. Um, whether it's connecting them to resources or actually just sitting down and providing individual support and listening to their story and helping them to bridge any gaps or close any holes that they may have opened that I can, it continues to push me towards changing the world or changing my little corner of the world that I come in contact with, with the survivors that I meet. And uh, you mentioned, um, you know, having a, a background in this work. Can you tell me a little bit about um, some of the projects you've worked on or um, that background? Certainly. So um, my background is a lot in nonprofit. Um, I come from the HIV side of it. Um, I was a case manager at a organization here in the city and my training is medical and so I worked for quite a few of the systems here in the city and um, surrounding counties that we work with through Avalon and um, I was excited because while I've been working in those systems and dealing with those uh, issues as a case manager or advocate you want to call it um, I found out there is a connection with all of them and even though it may say, well, this is you know HIV work or this is sexual assault work, at the core of it is humanity. It's about being human 
and there's where that is where the link is and I think that's where I jump in when it comes to being a link. <laughs> yeah, him and Henry are the readers here. <laughs> Books and smiles and dance moves. <laughs> oh, noodles too. Dance moves. It's food for the soul. <laughs> So as advocacy coordinator, I look to make connections and network with um, organizations here in the city that deal with housing, legal, medical, and um, pretty much the resources that any of the survivors need outside of their counseling. And so that's what I do. Um, I do the intake. I find out what you need, and I try and, yeah, make it work, (laughs) lead you to it. You think so? Oh, I appreciate that. Thank you. I would like to see us continue to grow, and not just in the physical sense, but more towards um, our involvement in the community, especially in uh, all sets and all sides of the community. Um, I think there is a space within the LGBTQIA community that Avalon can touch, um, especially when it comes to healing with uh, sexual assault. Um, A lot of us are victims of it, and I think Avalon has the capacity and the tools that we can tap into that community and make some great strides towards helping those individuals. Um, And I would just like to see us work towards, like, totally changing the world. I mean, the good thing about Avalon is while we're not only working on, you know, the personal side of it. We do deal with the, um, I guess, the legal side of things, too, because uh, we help the, we help our survivors find their voices dealing with the systems. And as we know, um, okay, I'm going to be real. I like to call myself a disruptor, and I like to disrupt the system. And so um, we find those holes and those loopholes within the system to help get the healing that they need. And I would like to see us continue to do that. Um, so tell me a little bit more about like your future plans for your role, role specifically. Um, like, do you have some like personal goals um, for your role here at Avalon? <laughs> Ooh, the million dollar question. Um, yes, I would love to learn how to do this role from the beach. I mean, <laughs> if I could work some self-care into this, it'd be awesome. Um, but no, on the serious side of it. <laughs> I think that's a pretty serious uh, goal. I like it. I take that seriously. <laughs> oh, okay, well, let's stick with that. The beach. <laughs> the beach. Sun, sand, and surf. <laughs> um, but definitely 
bridging more connections, closing those gaps, um, working on more um, warm referrals and handshakes, um, pretty much sitting back and figuring out how I can be a link. <laughs> I keep going back to link, but yeah, definitely making a connection in the future. Like, um, you always seem, like, the thing I love about you is, um, you know, I never, and I'm not judging anybody that I see do this, but I don't see you stressed out. Like, I feel like you're able to kind of mask that a little bit mm -hmm. and offer up just love to everybody, you know, regardless of, like, what you might have going on. I've noticed that about you. You're a very calming presence here. Um, tell me, like, how do you, like, what are some self-care things you do? Like, what do you do for yourself during the day to kind of keep you going? I listen to a lot of music. Um, <clears throat> excuse me. I listen to a lot of podcasts. I read a lot. Um, and my thing, I have a saying that I say is, when the people are people and let them be people. And I figure that if it's nothing that I can control, why am I stressed out about it? Let me set that to the side. Now, if I have control in it, I'm going to figure out the parts that I can control and work those. But if it's above me or if it's over me, I am not about to break a sweat or get a wrinkle or cry hmm. over nothing that I have control over. And when thoughts pop up that I have no control over, right, because we all have those thoughts, and that leads to our anxieties that we have, I write them down. So I have a journal with me. Um, I have a couple actually, one that I use just for junk, you know, just to get out of my head so that I'm not thinking about it. But then the other one, I have the thoughts that, oh, I need to follow up on this, or maybe I could look into this, or here's a poem, or here's a story, or here's a creative thing that I want to try and do. And those are my self-care. I need to take a page out of Darius's book. <laughs> <laughs> You're going to help me <laughs> with my self-care and my stress? Just come and go on a walk with me. I mean... <laughs> We got plenty of beautiful places to walk now at the New Healing Center. Yes, we do. We're right across from Beacon Park, and I think we're going to be spending a lot of time out there as it gets warmer. <laughs> I say that to say, you know, I love that we have a really diverse staff. And, and, and then, you know, going through DEI trainings and all that kind of stuff, it always comes out to work. Mm -hmm. But here I feel like we're overseeing really important things that need to be dealt with.
we still love y'all. Don't worry. <laughs> finish up really quick with the lightning round and this is one of my favorite parts of the podcast because I get to learn a little bit more about you from on a personal level okay so the first question is what are your three favorite restaurants in Detroit oh my three anything Chinese um (laughs) I like park downtown and he's so excited right now (laughs) Bucharest Grill Something tells me this question is going to lead to you going out to get lunch today. <laughs> it's a setup. <laughs> <laughs> um, we know you love noodles. Uh, yeah. So so does Florence. <laughs> <laughs> um, do you have a favorite quote? Or actually, you know what? What is your favorite book? Oh. You can give me three even if, that, if that's helpful. Okay, that's hard. You should see my bookcase at home. Um Okay, right now it's, uh, I believe it's The Light We Carry, Michelle Obama. I'm working mm. on that one. That was really good. Becoming by Michelle Obama was really good, too. Her whole series right there. And, um, but my go-to when I need to, like, find myself is Invisible, Invisible Life by Elin Harris. A throwback. Yeah. I'm going to have to write that down. Yeah, check that one out. Um, okay, um, last question. At the end of the day, with everything going on, um, just things sometimes being heavy, mm-hmm. what brings you back to this work? What is your, your go and your reason for coming here? Hmm. It's the people. It's the people that I work with. It's just knowing that there's a little piece of something that I have to contribute to this work and to this space. And that's what motivates me after I sit in silence for about 15 minutes to then get up and throw my armor and make it another day. That's awesome. Thank you very much for having me. This is dope. Thank you to everybody for listening. We look forward to speaking with you again. You all have a great day. Bye. Bye.